Speak to you in the name of one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Parenthood is a gift from God. I mean that seriously. Parenthood is a gift from God. Children are God's gift to us. And in my life right now, I'm receiving a lot of gifts from my child. He's just about to turn 13 months, and he is literally giving me gifts all of the time right now. He's learning how to share, how to give, and at any moment, whatever he's doing, being playing with a toy or outside where he picks up a leaf or eating his meal, whatever he's doing, at any moment he might look up and just hold out whatever it is with this big smile on his face towards me with these expectant eyes waiting for me to take it and be very grateful for whatever he's given me. But he doesn't have any idea that there are some gifts which are great and some gifts which are not so great. You know, he might be giving me his favorite toy and I might be honored or sharing with me his his lovey that he sleeps with or something, but he also just as easily might be giving me up a half-chewed cracker or a some insect he's picked up off the ground or something. And so with him, we're learning kind of what's appropriate and what's not. And so part of what we do is he'll give me something and I'll take it and say thank you and then I'll offer it back to him so he receives that same thing in return. Unless, of course, it's like that half-chewed cracker, in which case we just kind of stare at each other for a minute. And I say, no, thank you. And he's like, no, no, no really, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm trying to cut back on chewed up crackers. Thank you. And he'll look at me like that. And eventually he'll kind of, I'll say, no, thank you again. Eventually he'll get it and he'll just put it in his mouth instead when I don't eventually take it. So he's learning slowly what good gifts are and what gifts eh, people might not appreciate what, quite so much. But he has no concept of selfishness. He'll give me anything at any point in time, or not just to me, but to Annie or other people around. He'll share whatever he's got. He's learning about sharing. He's got no concept of things being his. And yet I know that this is a fleeting thing. Because someday he's going to learn that incredible concept called mine. It's going to come a time when he starts to see things as being his possessions. And he's not going to want to share them even if he doesn't care if he's playing with them because they are precisely his. Each and every one of us knows what it feels like to have something be mine. And the difficulty it can be in giving that up to somebody else. Selfishness is a part of our human broken existence. Peter is a great example. He suffers from selfishness. Today, in the Scripture today, when he's with Jesus, and Jesus starts telling him what is going to happen to the Son of Man and all of these terrible things, that he's going to be rejected and beaten and killed and die and then rise again, Peter's first thought is, what are you thinking, man? I've got to take you aside and tell you about how important it is for you to live. Your life is the most important thing you've got. So he takes Jesus aside and he doesn't want to lose his friend, his teacher, his mentor. Peter doesn't want to lose Jesus Christ in his life. He's afraid 
of losing his friend. He's afraid of what his friend's going to undergo. He's being selfish. But more dangerous than that, and this is where Jesus rebukes him so thoroughly, is that he's tempting Jesus to be selfish too. And it is a real temptation for Jesus because the reality is Jesus didn't want to die. He was human and divine. And his human part knew that this life we have is precious. And I didn't, he didn't want to, he didn't want to give it up. He wanted to continue to live. He wanted to continue to travel with his friends and teach and love his neighbor as his friend. He didn't want to die. And we see that later on in the garden when he asks God to let the cup pass from him for a moment. He doesn't want to die. And so this is a huge temptation that Peter brings him. And so he rebukes him strongly. Get thee behind me, Satan. Calling your friend Satan is an incredibly strong word. But he's telling him that, that he is playing in to those normal human temptations. And he's making it that much harder for Jesus to do it. Peter is being a poor friend. But as Jesus shows us that that selfishness, that selfishness we have over our own lives and those of others, there is no room for selfishness in following Christ. And Jesus is very clear about that. Any of you want to follow me, deny yourselves, take up your cross. If you want to save your life, you're going to lose it. If you're willing to lose your life for me, then you will save it. It's a rather confusing statement. And yet, the fact that he's focusing on our lives is exactly the right place for him to be focusing in this teaching. Because we have no more valuable thing in our existence, in our consciousness, than our lives. As human beings, we expend incredible resources trying to extend our lives, trying to save lives, often at costs that are absolutely extraordinary. And yet we also know that at some level, None of that is going to stop death from coming. There's nothing that we can do to stop death. This mortal life has a time limit on it. Because there is another life yet to come. There is another life yet to come which is a gift from God. A gift born out of Jesus' sacrifice. Out of him not giving into that temptation to live as everyone wants to. But being willing to give his life out of love for his friends, for all of the people that are his in this world. That sacrifice is a gift to us. And yet, we don't also realize that this life that we live now, this mortal life, is also a gift to us. God made us, He created us, He played this world for us. He created us and brought us into this world, breathed life into us. The fact that we live now at all is also a gift from God. And so, Jesus focusing on our lives is an incredibly important place because He's asking us to give our lives back to Him. God has given us this gift of life, and He's asking us to give it back to Him. To turn over that selfishness that we have, that sense of preservation we have at all costs, even in the face of love 
and of the things that desire we have for our life, my life, to being willing to give that over to Him. Being willing to say, Jesus Christ, my life is yours. That concept of giving our lives to Christ is not just something for an evangelical church to preach. It is something for all of Christ's followers to live into. Giving our lives back to Christ is really the right word, way to put it. Because God gave us this life and we give it back knowing that in His hands we are taken care of. Whatever we can do, we know that He has our lives in mind. Not just our lives here, but that life that is eternal. Because the value, as much as we value this life, this mortal life that we have, the eternal life is infinitely more valuable. It's infinitely more valuable. And yet we're willing at times to sacrifice that for this. This life is like that half-chewed cracker that that Jack tries to hand me. That life in the future is that most blessed, prized possession or toy or lovey that comforts and will keep us at all times. And yet we focus so much on this half-chewed cracker that we call life holding it so dearly that we don't want to let it go. But if we give our lives to God, then everything else will be easier. Because if we no longer say that our life is more important than Christ's love in this world, then all of those other temptations that we face every day, those addictions, those little things that we just don't want to give up, those things we do that we know we're going to hurt another person or ourselves, all of those things are easier to resist if our life belongs to Christ. Because we know that He had the ability to resist all temptation. And we also know that He has our future, our good hearts in mind. That He can convert us and make us stronger than we are. Because our lives belong to God. Both that eternal life bought by Jesus Christ and that mortal one that was also given as a gift. In creation. And if we are willing to give up this mortal life, to give it over to Christ and let Him be our strength, let Him be our guiding compass in our life, then all of these other things we struggle with are but dust in the wind. Amen.